Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. It's playoff time. We are on to the first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Now, normally we're talking about the Northern Trust at this time, but it's a a new title, the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Normally we see the FedEx St. Jude Invitational as one of the WGCs played in Memphis at TPC Southwind. That's where we are this week. The top 125 are going to be teeing it up. And Elkwell, this is round one of three. Yes, it is. And before the FedEx uh, WDC, Diane, this was a regular Memphis tour tour event. I played in this tournament many times at Southwind. Tremendous course. We've seen almost all the greats win at this course. We've seen Greg Norman back in the day, Dustin Johnson, who's not with us. Uh, last year, Abraham Answer, who's not with us. The tour, Diane, is kind of fractured right now. We're, here we are. We're the FedEx building, the $700 million contract that they signed with the tour is wrapped around this course and half the tour has gone over to live. There's more talk about other players going to live, big players, ones that are right at the top of the whole world rankings. Very much a lot of drama on the tour of this right now, Diane. I've been speaking to a lot of my friends out there. and But it's our job to sift through all of this noise, Diane, and give you a couple of favourites for this week. I think... When I think of the FedEx Cup, Diane, I think of who's going to win the whole thing. It's hard for me to handicap uh, each one individually, knowing that this is a three, basically a three-week run. We've got Scheffler up top, Cam Smith right on his heels. Who can make the jump? Who can get in the top 70? I'm thinking about who's actually going to win the whole FedEx Cup, and I'm going to make my picks accordingly. Okay, well, there's a few housekeeping things, I guess, that we should get out of the way, first of all. And we're recording this on Tuesday morning, and there's this impending lawsuit with Matt Jones, Taylor Gooch, and Hudson Swafford, who want to be allowed to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. And and that is going to be happening 
later on Tuesday afternoon. So right now, we have to think there's 122 players in the field because Daniel Berger, Tommy Fleetwood and Lanto Griffin, who are part of the 125, they're not playing this week. So if, if the three are allowed to play, then that would take it up to 125. Nobody knows what the outcome is going to be, um, but that will be, I guess, decided for this round of playoffs later this afternoon. Um, and then, the other thing to note is that the points are quadrupled at this stage. For, for all the playoff events, it's quadruple FedEx Cup points. So the winner doesn't just get 500, they get 2,000, which obviously means a lot of volatility and a lot of movement. Yeah, I think it's designed that way, Diane, to pull the guys up from below if they have a great week that they actually can win the FedEx Cup so they don't feel like they're just out there treading water while the guys up top just stay ahead. Um, it's going to be very interesting. All the guns are back this week, Diane. We've got players that are coming in super hot, like Tony Finau, Cameron Young, who come off a second place at the Open Championship, came back and had another second place at Rocket Mortgage. And then we've got all these other players, Diane, that have all been resting for three weeks that are all flat-footed, whether it's Cam Smith, Jordan Speed, JT. I mean, they're all there. Fitzpatrick, Burns, Cantlay, Shoffley, uh, all, these, all these star players, Rahm. What's going to happen and, you know, how are we going to handicap this is going to be very, you know, as I said a minute ago, I think it's, I've got to start to think about who's actually going to win this FedEx Cup uh -huh. and sort of handicap accordingly. And, and Scotty Scheffler leads by a mile right now, but... You know, with the 2,000 points being awarded to the winner, depending on what he does, he may not be number one by the end of this. I mean, I look back to last year, Tony Finau was sitting at number 23, entering what was then the Northern Trust. He went on to win, and then he jumped all the way up to number one in the standings. But it was way more tightly bunched at this stage last year than it is this year. So, um I mean, yeah, there's a lot of the big names have rested and we've talked about that over the last few weeks. But then you have a lot of guys that are playing great that really had to fight their way in, I guess. And nobody <laughs> played better than Tom Kim last week. It was an amazing story at the Wyndham Championship. He started with a quadruple bogey on his very first hole and then went on to win. And by winning, got himself full PGA Tour membership, got himself into the playoffs. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible story. And not forgetting Ricky Fowler, who missed a cut at the Wyndham, managed to hang around all weekend and he clawed his way in at number 125. Well, I have a soft spot for people that win their first tournament at, at uh, Wyndham, Diane Greensboro, <laughs> as you know. But Tom Kim, his swing is, I watched the final 10 holes on the weekend, uh, swing is flawless you know he's not unknown he plays really well he's, even though he's only 20 a lot of people in our business know of him playing well in asia and now coming over and getting his shot diane i have a question for you if the player of the year was going to be voted on today with four wins with scotty scheffler with the masters bay hill phoenix and what's the other one um and cam smith with the Players' Championship and the Open with three wins with Cam and Hawaii, which one would you be looking at today for Player of the Year? I think um, going by how they've played recently, I would be inclined to say Cam Smith. It's very hard to not give it to Scheffler, 
But his season has kind of cooled a little bit. You know, obviously he won the Masters, but then you've got Cam, who, as you say, won the Players and just won the Open Championship. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's that's a really tough call. Who I would pick Cam. I think. Who would you pick? Well, not because I'm Australian. I think Cam winning the Open Championship. Um, that's that washes out the Masters. That's a tie with with uh, Scheffler. And then when you think of the Players Championship, probably the hardest one to win as far as ball striking. I think you have to give Cam a, a one and a half wins for that one over, say, a Phoenix or a Bay Hill as as um, as Scotty had. I've forgotten the fourth win that Scotty has. He says so many. And then, of course, the Invitational that uh, Cam Smith won out in Hawaii with tournament winners only. So right now, Diane, I have him as barely squeaking out. If I was voting, which I would have back in the day, I would be penciling in Cam Smith herself today, starting the playoffs. The, the Phoenix Open, that's what Scheffler won. He won Phoenix, Bay Hill, the Masters, and... The um, WGC. WGC. The, the match play. The match play. Yes. <laughs> well, that was big. <laughs> That's big. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty much a tie, is what you're saying. <laughs> what um, I'm saying. Yeah, and as I said, Scheffler sits at number one. 3,556 points in the FedEx Cup, which, um, let's compare that to last year, Colin Morikawa was one at this time, and he was on 2,170. So Scheffler... Phenomenal season. Cam Smith at number two, 2,335 FedEx Cup points as we enter these playoffs. Right, so there's a huge amount to discuss this week. As you say, we're at TBC Southwind in Memphis. It's going to be a hot one. Par 70, 7,243 yards. Um, Abraham Answer won last year, and it was a playoff with Answer, Hideki Matsuyama, and Sam Burns. So what do you have to do well around this course to score? Well, it's a zoysia course, which means the ball sits up very nicely, so it's easy to pitch the ball around this course. I think you have to hit the ball well. It's got some water. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not making too much light of this. You, I've seen longer hitters win this course, like Dustin Johnson, Greg Norman in the day. These guys, JT's won here. Is that right? JT has won here. Yeah, I, Brooks Kepka. So, yeah, yeah, Brooks Kepka. Uh, so we know long hitters work. You know, that famous hole sitting behind you there. It's, there's some holes like 18 that have to be positioned. You see, see guys playing a, you know, a three-wood off that 18th hole. Remember, Cam Smith was yeah. a stroke out of the playoff last year, drove it through that hole fairway and went for a crazy shot and hit it out of bounds. This was also the course last year that Cam Smith had 18 putts, Diane, for 18 holes, set a tour record. This was the sort of first consciousness that people came on board of thinking, my gosh, is Cam Smith the greatest putter since Ben Crenshaw and Tiger Woods had a kid? I mean, those two together, I mean, <laughs> Cam Smith. Um, and we've seen him hardly miss a putt since then. So, uh, I think it's putting, Diane. When I look at the FedEx Cup, I've got my little cheat sheet here. I'm looking at guys that are the best putters. I mean, there's no there's no joke here. You've got Cam Smith's number one and Scotty Scheffler's number two or number three, Fitzpatrick's two. I mean, uh, Xander Schauffele's three. I mean, they're all right there, these guys that putt well. And in the playoffs, you've got to score. You've got to hang in there. And putting is the key, I think. 
We were talking about Cam Smith's one putts. Um, last year for the WGC, this course posted the lowest number of three putts all season on tour. So by that standard, the greens aren't overly tricky. But you mentioned the water. The water is the problem. Um, a lot of water hazards and more balls in the water at this tournament last year than any other, even beating TBC Sawgrass. And the 11th hole, it's kind of, um, you know, compared. There's a lot of similarities between that and 17 at TBC Sawgrass. Seaward Kim last year recorded a 13 on the 11th hole. So I'm sure he definitely wants to forget about that. He handled it like a champ. But um, yeah, the water is going to be problematic as we see year after year here. Yeah, it's a back nine water problem as I see it there's not too much on the front nine there's a few shots but nothing like what you just said number 11 which is an island hole it's a it's a it's an easier or harder shot than TPC 17 it's got more grass to land on on number 11 at, TP, at uh, south wind and it's longer but it gets really windy over there and so you sometimes you might be hitting a wedge sometimes you might be hitting a seven iron so uh, anything can happen at number 11 and then 12 has water and then 18, of course, we've seen some drama on 18, but um, it's it's all about, you know, these guys, we've been watching the last few weeks on tour since the Open Championship, weaker fields, massively low under par. We're going to be under par again this week, but we've got all the guns are out this week, Diane. Will Finau be able to hold off some of these other guys? He was the, he was the hottest player the last two weeks. Now he's going to have to go up against all the other guys that have been resting. What's going to happen? So it's all about moving up because the top 70 will play the BMW Championship next week. Remember, quadruple points. And it's, uh, I mean, I said it at the start, a lot of volatility. You know, you're, we're going to be following this FedEx Cup standings leaderboard all week because one birdie could be a huge difference as we saw last week tracking at the Wyndham. So we're going to give you our picks um, as we always do. We have an outright favourite, one to watch and then a dark horse at over 100 to 1. Elk, my dark horse is my golden ticket this week. I feel so good about it. I knew I wanted to pick him and I thought his odds are surely going to be under 100 to 1. When I found out he was bang on 100 to 1, I was so happy. But we will leave that until the very end. Right, do you want to kick off with your outright favourite then? Well, I could because I'm not exactly sure what my outright favourite <laughs> is. However, I'm going to have a go at it because you're, you've taken my outright favourite this no, week. No, 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 There's nothing. <laughs> by the way, nothing's going to happen this week. Uh, in other words, there's going to be a winner. The only excitement that happens this week in the first week of the playoffs is if a player way down comes up and wins and jumps himself into the mix. Everything else up top. I mean, I'm going to miss someone here, but, you know, Smith, Cantley, Shoffley, Scheffler, Fitzpatrick, Burns, Rahm, you know, all these, Spieth, JT, all these Rory, guys. Rory, you keep off. missing Rory. <laughs> I was getting to him. He, he's, he's coming. Rory. Um, all these guys are pretty much, and I've talked about this a lot on our show, uh, they're very much equal. Um, the only guy that actually sort of stands head and shoulders, not head and shoulders, but slightly above would be Scheffler, who's leading, and Smith, who are absolutely sort of virtuoso when their games are on. And when I talk about that is, can you imagine watching Rory McIlroy and Cam Smith coming down the stretch uh, at the Open Championship at St. Andrews, as we all did, and how good that 
Cameron Smith can putt under pressure as compared to Rory. Now, Rory was 18 under. He's a great putter, great player. But Smith is just a, in another level of putting where he can, you know, get up and down on 17, two putt on 18, just knocking birdie after birdie. And there is that much more skill in Cam Smith's hands above the other guys. So when Cam Smith gets near the lead, he's very dangerous because he putts so well. Rory gets a little wobbly. Uh, with his putting and he would be the first to tell you uh, Scotty Scheffler up and down merchant you know looks like Seve Ballesteros when he plays off balance and swings are all over the place but he's there all the time speed can he keep the driver in play can JT keep the driver in play I mean there's all these different styles of play but they're very much the same Schauffele when he gets going he wins three events in a row in the middle of the year here he won the Scottish yours he won that Pro-Am and he won in Hartford I mean so we're going to put it all together and take a look but I think Oh, you've asked me for my my favorite. Oh, I was going to go with Cam Smith. And by the way, Cam Smith is the biggest problem for the tour. The word is that Cam Smith is going to be out and he's headed to the live. No. And if Cam Smith is the reigning players champion, the Open champion, and the FedEx Cup champion, then the tour is absolutely shattered into a million pieces. But because Cam Smith had 18 putts, Diane, I just made my pick just now. He's going to come back from fishing and drinking. And, you know, the thing I like about Cam Smith in general is he's a very quiet guy. I know he lives down there in your backyard. But normally when a guy wins a major, he goes on a, on a media tour. Have you seen one interview with Cam Smith since he won the Open? It's like he disappeared, which I like. He's going to be rested. He likes to get in there and try to be number one. He said that recently in a podcast that I heard. I guess i got to go with Cam Smith, Diane. I know what he's been doing because, as you say, we live close to each other. And um, my husband was in the sauna at the gym one day and this guy randomly, they, I don't know, you know, Garrett goes in there, doesn't really want to talk to anyone. This guy started talking to him. Golf came up and he was like, oh, yeah, um, look at this. My friend was partying with Cam Smith last night at his house and they were drinking out of the Claret jug. <laughs> I think his caddy's been having a good time here as well. So I've heard from a few people. So he's been relaxing. He's been unwinding and, and getting ready for this because as you say, the FedEx Cup is well within his grasp and world number one. So really by the end well, of this stretch. Well, the last point about Cam Smith here at Memphis this week is could the tour, could this drama of the live and the tour get any more uh, muddled and confused if Cam Smith was to win the FedEx Cup. You know we're destined for him to go to the top. I mean, he yeah. can't leave the tour at number two. He's going to leave the tour at number one. He's going he's mm -hmm. to win the FedEx Cup, Players' Championship, and the Open. So okay. it's going to be very, very difficult times for the tour. Uh, don't know what's going to happen, but Cam Smith is a runaway train when he gets putting well, and we know he can do it on this course. He had 18 putts here in one round last year, and he's going to be filled with confidence, and here we go. Okay. All right. Well, my outright favorite, a little bit like you, I was saying between a couple of names, I do think Rory is going to go on to win the FedEx Cup. I'm saying that right now. Um, and I think that with Rory, he's been so close. He's been like, what, um, top 10 in every one of the majors, top eight actually in all four of the majors. And we saw how close he came, you know, that dramatic finish at the Masters to finish runner up. And then at the Open Championship as well, the absolute heartbreak that we saw from McElroy. And even though he's had a good season, it's not a good season by his standards because he wants to win one of the big ones. And the last big one remaining is the FedEx Cup. So 
He's at number six in the standings right now, and I'm tipping him to go all the way and win it. But this week, <laughs> I'm going with Sam Burns at 34 to one. Um, with, with so many strong players, as you say, in the field, you know, all kind of like coming back after the absence of the last few weeks. I'm surprised that Burns is at 35 to one. I, I didn't think he would be as high as that. So I'm taking him right away. He lost in the playoff last year in the WGC here at TBC Southwind. And I mean, he shot two, uh, what was it, 66, 64, um, had one kind of higher scoring day, but he's three wins, eight top tens this season. He's 10th in putting, 13th in approach. I, I looked back at the three WGCs that have been held here and the kind of stats for the winners and iron play, greens and reg, approach, scrambling, all really big. And Burns to me kind of fits that mold. So I'm going with him at 35 to one this week. Sam Burns is my outright favorite. Well, I only let you have Sam Burns because you're pregnant <laughs> and I let you pick first off camera. But I love Sam Burns. He's long enough. He's a long enough player and he's a straight enough player to hit three wood off this course a lot. I saw him do it last year and, and, he's, and he's playing so well, you know, one at Colonial. This is a pretty easy golf course for these guys that we mentioned already at the top, Diane, because, you know, you can move it off the tee. You've seen all the big hitters hit it. You don't get in too much trouble. It's all about getting the ball next to the hole and actually converting all these birdies. But Sam Burns, he's on a bender. Um, you know, it's it's a tough – It's it would we've talked about weeks that are tough to pick. This is it right here because of the talent that's playing and they're all squished together on a course that they're going to take 20 under to win on. And he's third in the FedEx Cup standings right now. So as we were saying, Scheffler just with an insane amount of points to sit at number one. But I mean, Sam Burns, 2,275 points. Um, so again, a lot of volatility at the top. And I would say that he's in better form than Scheffler is right now. So watch this space. Right, moving on to a one to watch. And again, these are guys with slightly higher odds. Um, do you want me to go first with mine? Yep. I like my guy this week. He's 75 to one and he's sitting at number 27 in the FedEx Cup standings right now. So immediately, even though his name wouldn't jump out as someone who's had a phenomenal season, he's had a great season. Runner up at Memorial, that was his highest finish. He finished T13 at the Wyndham last week. And um, one thing I loved about looking back at how he played last week at the Wyndham, he avoided every single hazard all week. He wasn't in a single bunker. <laughs> so there were no sand save stats for Aaron Wise because he just plotted his way strategically around the course and finished just outside the top 10. Um, but he's such a great iron player, so solid. And I love him this week. I love him to go all the way to the Tour Championship and just to really kind of find a stride. I feel like his season, even though he's at 27, it's been kind of like really good chunks and then kind of nothing. And I think that we're starting to see this like rise from him towards the end and I want to see him go all the way so Aaron Wise at 75 to 1 he's my one to watch that's a good pick mine is a little higher I think I'm at 130 to 1 for my um one to watch and I think the Vegas knows this we've talked about it on this very show that we've got that group of players at the top that we've just talked about they're all well known all household names and then there's this really big drop there's a there's a old expression on the tour, um, anyone can win on any week. That's wrong. It's not true. I mean, not this week. There's not because there's 
can any of these guys below push up and beat all the guys we've talked about before? But I'm looking at a guy that's played really well all year. He's the best putter uh, outside of the what I call the big group, the core group. Scott Stallings is having a really nice year. He's 40th on FedEx. He's 130th to one, Diane. All of his stats. He's the only guy left on the board for me that has green stats all the way across. Green meaning he's good at all of them. Drives it long. Hits, you know, scrambles well. Putts good. Birdies inside of 150 yards. Scott Stallings, 40th in the FedEx, FedEx Cup, will be on his way to having a good week and getting into the top 30. I'm not sure if Stallings has been in the top 30 before, but this is a sort of a breakout year for him. Yeah, that's amazing. He's been playing great. Um, you've, been, you've picked him a few times, actually. So long may that continue for Scott Stallings. Good, right. So I'm going with Aaron Wise. You have way higher odds with Scott Stallings. And then we'll move on to our dark horses. So the guys that are over 100 to 1, or 100 to 1 and over, I should say, because my guy is bang on the number this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> who wants to go first? I'll go. You go? So, yeah, so... So we have 125 or 122 players playing this week, maybe 125, depending on the lawsuit this afternoon. We'll find out late today whether those three live players are going to be able to compete this week. They're trying to advance into the top 70. So when I, I, when I start to look down the list in a dark horse, I'm looking to someone that's very sort of motivated. Ricky Fowler, 125th, he can only win this tournament and move up or he's going to be home for the, for the rest of the playoffs. I'm looking at the guy that's 85th on the rankings, Diane. If he has a good week this week, very, very quiet player, doesn't do much. Having a, having a good season, uh, 85th on the season for him, but basically a top 10 putter on tour, and that's Peter Malnati. Uh, or is it Peter Malnati? Peter Mal, they sounded both exactly the same to me. So. You, you say it. Let me see what you say. I would say Peter Malnati. Yeah. Peter, Pal- Peter Malnati <laughs> is 300 to 1. Look, wow. Vegas, know- Vegas knows this, Diane. They know that these guys cannot come up from below, so they're whacking these big odds on them. Can Peter, we'll leave his last name out of it for now, Malnati, can he put his way into next week is the question. I don't think any of these guys can win the tournament this week, but I'm looking at guys that can get into next week, and this is a, this is a great Money bet to make the cut three hundred to one. I don't want to. I don't know what it would be. Maybe your friends at Pickwise could tell you what it would be for him to make the cut. But three hundred to one, Diane. That's a big number. Yeah, we can look that up for sure. That is huge. And he started off so great at the Wyndham last week. And was he leading after round one, or he was up the top of the leaderboard anyway, and then uh, didn't follow up so well. But that's okay. You know, he's still in there. And as you say, looking at guys that can really make a big jump up those standings. My guy, um, we've been on him a little bit of late actually. And I think what makes this so impressive is he's number 60 in the FedEx Cup standings, but he missed like four months of the season after finishing in the tie for 13th at the players through injury. He had like a, a broken rib and couldn't play. Tried to make a comeback at his national open, the Canadian open, and then got COVID. So it's just been a bit of a disaster. However, Taylor Pendrith, as I said, number 60 in the FedEx Cup standings. And he made his return at the Barbasol. He's played four times since then, and he's finished within the top 13 each time, which for a guy who missed so much of the season is just brilliant. Um, runner up at the Rocket Mortgage. He's a huge hitter. 
but really great iron play stats as well. And I said I focused on that this week, sixth in greens and regulation for the season. And again, he's missed four months of the season and is sitting at number six. So just amazing. Um, he was eighth in scrambling last week at the Wyndham. Excellent off the tee stats. So Taylor Pendrith at 100 to one. <laughs> I was so happy to see him at those odds. Taylor Pendrith, you may, uh, I like your pick. Taylor Pendrith may be the next sort of Wills Alatoris name that we'll start be talking about. He has those kind of stats, top 10 in driving distance. Hardly anyone knows that. Top five, basically, in greens and reg. 118th in putting, and that's probably why he's 60th on the money list. Kind of like Wills Alatoris, maybe his putting is a little weaker than the rest of his game. However, uh, he's been proving it to himself and everyone else on tour that he's got what it takes to be where he is today. Um, yeah. You know, that's the that's the trick, right? When you when you see guys in the in the front of this page when all these stats are green, you see guys like Rory that are in the top drivers, top greens and heads greens and rig but then they're also way up there in putting Rory's not quite but but he's 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 there um, and that's the difference between the guys that we're picking to win this week and the ones that we're picking to be a dark horse the, other, the guy that we haven't talked about when you talk about the young guys like Will and, and we talked about Tom Kim obviously but Cameron Young I mean, we saw how great Cameron Young has played, especially in the majors this year. And what, he missed a cut at the US Open, but then has had, like, what, how many runner-up finishes this season? It's, like, yeah, amazing. I think four. I think four that five, I've seen. Actually, five second-place finishes this season. Yeah. Eighth in driving distance. You know, they got him as 11th in putting, Cameron Young. You know, I, I'll tell you how these stats sometimes become misleading. I'll, I'll give you two stats that I was – Cameron Smith – is number one in putting, mm -hmm. and Scotty Scheffler is number six in putting. But let's look at scrambling. I mean, we know that Jack Nicholas said at the memorial when who was the greatest chipper he'd ever seen, right? And he, he answered was Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith in scrambling is 83rd, and, and Scotty Scheffler is 112th. So wow. it doesn't always come out. The stats don't always come through. I mean, if I had to pick someone to pitch the ball for me, it would be one of those two guys. Yeah. Um, maybe Jordan Speed throw him in. Let's see where he is. Jordan Speed's chipping. No, Let's see. I talked about Jordan. Jordan Speed is thirtieth in pitching the ball, so it has a, has a lot to do with one of the things that we've talked about, and we've gotten ridiculed and and yelled at by everybody in the golf community. Um, strokes gain does not know where you are on the green or where you miss the green. So if you miss the green in the wrong spot all the time and you can't get it up and down, then you're going to show poorly in chipping. So uh, that's what that's what we know. But over the course of the season, strokes gain gives a very good indication of what's going on. You talked about um, I like I do like Cameron Young and I'd like your pick uh, Taylor Pendrith because the greens are flat here. You talked about we talked about Cam Smith having 18 putts on this course, Diane. Flat greens, not too much undulation. They're going to really get after this course. I mean, this is going to be a low-scoring low event. It's the hottest place. It's hot as Texas. Um, not, not a big deal for these flat bellies. Uh, we call them out there nowadays, <laughs> Diane. There's no one out there uh, that are worried about the heat anymore. I know, I know. <laughs> 
I, going back to the stats, something else that you've really kind of opened my eyes to as well is that, like you're saying that Cam Smith is 30th in scrambling, but we know that Cam Smith hits a lot of greens. So if he's hitting a lot of greens, then he doesn't need to scramble. So that yeah. obviously is going to affect that stat too. So that's why we really dive into them because you have to, you can't just take them at face value. And there's all these other things that you have to take into consideration too. And we'll see the scores this week go like this, yeah. meaning that the guys that are trying to get into the top 70 on the money list, guys like Ricky Fowler, who are way back there at 125th, they're going to be like a race car driver this week, Diane. They're either going to win the race or they're going to crash on, on turn five. They're going to shoot a, a mile over and be out of it, trying to push the envelope, try to hit at every flag early in the week, see if they can get things cranked up. So you're going to see the scores go like this, but always happens for us on tour when, when you've got to get guys to jump into a certain arena for the next week. They're going to go for it and there's going to be some flame outs. Well, it's all or nothing, isn't it? It's like, and we know that the, the benefits of making it further in the playoffs, especially to, to the top 30, all the way to Eastlake are huge. So that's the goal and you really have to go for it. As you say, it's a shootout because it's, um, you're either going to get there or you're going to crash and burn. The interesting thing that I'm looking at this week, I know we've got our pick, Sam Burns, uh, Cam Smith, are both coming into this event flat-footed, meaning that they haven't been playing, they've been working on the games at home. It's going to be interesting to see if a guy like Tony Finnau or Cameron Young can get out to a hot start with their two wins and all their runner-ups lately, get off to a 6-7, 8-under, and <clears throat> get some distance between these other guys. We know they're coming. We know Jordan Spieth, Cam Smith, they're, they're coming as the week goes along. It's whether or not some of these hot guys can get out of the gate and create some gap to hold these guys off because they're coming. Yeah, for sure. Right, okay. Well, that was great. That's our tour report for the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Next week, BMW Championship. Top 70 will make it there before the Tour Championship at Eastlake with the top 30. It's all to play for. There's going to be a lot of movement and, um, and we're excited to see what's going to happen this week in Memphis. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.